Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game, brought to you by Sly Fox Brewing. Remember that outdoor game is Saturday. Be sure to pick up some Glove Dropper Blood Orange IPA, cause why not crush the Penguins while crushing a beer dedicated to the best rivalry in hockey? Anyway, uh, yeah. So the Flyers dropped one tonight. They were never really, uh, they never really were able to establish anything. They they really tried that third-period comeback that's worked out for them a couple of times already against Tampa. Uh, they just really never got it going. They needed their best players to be their best players tonight. And we can blame a lot of different things. Uh, but at the end of the day, Carter Hart wasn't very good to start. Uh, didn't have a ton of help in the first, like, ten minutes. They had two shots on goal. Uh, let's let's give it a look here at some of the uh, – uh, if, if this box score ever wants to load, I guess it just doesn't. All right. Well. Well, anyway, they you know they needed uh they needed Claude Giroux to be Claude Giroux tonight. They needed Voracek to be Voracek and uh, Carter Hart to be Carter Hart, and those things just didn't happen. Uh, the Giroux line basically, really like a non-factor again. Uh, Couturier made a couple plays, took that scary spill early on, uh, but made some plays uh, late. They were they they really tried to make this comeback. A couple of calls didn't go their way, but that's not why they lost. They lost because they weren't ready to go to start this game. Uh, I feel like you always know, and it, the Lightning are just a dangerous team. They can jump on you at any point and put up a crooked number on you, as they did in the first what ten twenty three of the first period, scoring three goals. Um, but. You know, when they're on the second half of a back-to-back, -back, they're missing some guys. Uh, they're going to come out strong right away and try to establish that lead because they know they're not going to have that same jump late. Uh, and the Flyers just weren't able to uh, just weren't able to fend them off. Killed a penalty early, but still allowed some goals. It was just uh, just not the best game for the Flyers. Uh, but I really watching this game outside of the first period, uh, like yes, the Flyers are do need some major upgrades. Like, Andrew McDonald has to, like, you need to get rid of him and replace him with, like, a legit top four defenseman. You need a, a good middle six center uh, to, to fix the center depth on this team. Like, you need some major upgrades, but it's really only a couple of things. Yes, they need to bring in dynamic players, and it's not like those grow on trees. But watching this game as the game went on, um, listen, Nobody compares to Tampa this year. Comparing any Tampa is on a pace comparable to the 95-96 Red Wings. Uh, Nikita Kucherov is scoring on a pace uh, that no one's seen since Yager and Lemieux in, in 96. Like it, they are just a great team having an historically great season. So it's hard to be, oh, well, they're nowhere close to Tampa. Like No one's close to Tampa, especially this season. But just looking at what the Flyers have and what they're going to have going forward, I'm still not deterred in thinking that they could really start contending next season. It's going to take a couple of major upgrades, but that that's all it is. It's a couple paired with the progression of young guys that we've been waiting on to take the next step. Uh, but, yeah, that's really what I saw tonight. Again, some bad calls went against them, but that's not why they lost. You can't take the dumb penalties they did take. Sure, there could have been some calls against Tampa. That's always the case. But when Radko Gudis bonks the be one of the best players in the world over the top of the head with his stick. Like they're calling that every time. Uh, Phil Veroni, listen, it's a nice he's had a nice little run here. 
Uh, and I did, it might have been a little bit of embellishment on Domingue uh, on that tripping call, but you just need to have better awareness, more control, uh, just better discipline than to be in, in position to trip the goalie. Uh, late in the third period like that. You just can't give Tampa those kinds of opportunities. And you can't take away your own opportunities. You're trying to make a comeback, and now you have to play shorthanded. If your fourth line just kind of treads water, that's fine. But they can't provide negative value. And taking a late third period, tripping the goalie penalty uh, is negative value. And that's what Veroni did. A lot of people calling for the Veroni experiment to be over. I, you know, fine, cool. That's that's totally uh, yeah, fine. See ya. You know I I don't care. Send him down. Uh, he's he's had a nice little run here. Uh, I don't think Nak is healthy yet, so I don't really know what the uh, replacement situation would be. Um, but I don't have uh, any sort of problem with that. Uh, but at the end of the day, none of those things. The reason they lost. Let's uh, let me see if I can finally get this box score opened here. Where are we? Like, at the end of the day, well, all right, let's see here. Yeah, Wayne Simmons, you know, minus three, two shots, no points. Um, JVR, no points, minus two, one shot. Claude Giroux, minus two, actually three shots, but no points. Jake Voracek, minus one, uh, three shots. So they just needed those, like you need, like I said, you need your best. In order to have a chance against Tampa, you need your best guys to be your best guys. Uh, all those players were integral in the, in the comebacks against Tampa earlier, earlier this season. And I get it. They still lost those games in overtime, and it took flukish comes, comebacks to just force overtime against this great team having an historically great season, but it did give me reason to believe it was possible to play with them. And I think we saw that uh, after the initial onslaught by Tampa. Uh, after 40 minutes, the shots were even at 21-21, and shot attempts were even at 40-40. That's playing even through 40 minutes. You just need to uh, get better established, get better second chance, uh, but get create more second chance attempts. That's one thing that got pointed out on Twitter tonight was um, Tampa really doesn't like to hear the whistle, and they do. They take a lot of low shots, and they force goalies to make second saves. If there's one thing we can say consistently Carter Hart has struggled with, uh, and he's been very good. And you know what? I have no problem. Start Carter Hart against this team. If he gets lit up like he did, he gets lit up. This is a learning experience for the kid. I always reference Bull Durham in this. You're going to have your nights where you just get – where you just – get lit up, where you get lit up like a Christmas tree. It's about moving on from that. It's about what Hart does in his next game. Uh, I don't think this hurts him at all. I'm not saying I'm glad it happened. I would have rather him come out and have a 50-save shutout and feel like the absolute man. But I think it's important to have opportunities to see these great teams, these skilled teams, rolling four skilled lines like they do, uh, facing that type of, uh, facing that type of uh, you know, uh, puck skill and shooting ability through even if it's only nine shots you faced uh, just to get a look at it see what it really is and learn from it and come out the next game and go no I am still the man I'm still Carter Hart that one didn't matter so I still think this is a positive learning experience for him even though it didn't go his way didn't go our way it's a real bummer um, but uh, this game was what it was wasn't expecting to win it Thought it could be closer. They tried to make it closer at the end. Um, let's just get to your stuff now because that's basically uh, 
that's basically all I can. That's my takeaways from the game. Good is better get better not get more than Malkin. I mean, if that's where we want to start tonight, I guess that's where we want to start. Um, Gudis has Gudis has previous stick swinging incidents on his record, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Uh, to me, that's just a fine. It got called on the ice, but if he gets two games or whatever, that yeah, no, there are worse. You know, Myers draws into the lineup if he gets suspended. That's how you got to look at it. It's a you can't you can't hit people in the head. Rumors say that Tampa is interested in Simmons. What would that trade yield? Uh, well, you know, Tampa is in position right now. They've been very good for a while. They've been one of, if not the best team in the league for a while. They are running away with this President's Trophy, and anything short of a Stanley Cup uh, is is gonna is 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 gonna be seen as failure for Tampa for a number of reasons. First, they're in a real cap crunch, and keeping this thing together beyond this year, they're going to have plenty of pieces, but this might be the most talented team that they can field. Um, with that said, you're going to want to load up. So if they're willing to pay a higher price than uh, other teams are because they're just in a different position where they don't care about parting with certain assets with higher-ranked prospects or first-round picks or whatever it may be, I don't know. I never know what trades are going to yield. You always think it's going to be one thing, and it's uh, the exact. It's something totally different. But I think Tampa is in a position where it's Stanley Cup or bust for them, and they need as much as humanly possible because it, no one ever. You, know, you they just they have to feel like they have to win it this year. So if they're in, that only drives up the price, and that's good for the Flyers. And you know what? It's good for Simmons. Stupid penalties put this game out of reach. Yeah, it's you're up against a, a an incredibly talented team who's, who's who's faster and more skilled than you to begin with, and then you put yourself in position to just be in your defensive zone by taking some dumb penalties throughout the game. They were terribly outplayed in the first. Uh, please stop blaming the refs. Yeah, I'm not blaming the refs at all. There were situations in which the refereeing could have been better, but that's not at all why they lost. Phil Verhoney sucks. He's a fourth liner. I, I have no ill will towards the guy. I just don't see where he fits into the future. So if there's a different piece that you think might give him a shot, uh, I think he's been not a pleasant surprise because it's not like he's done anything extraordinary in his time here, but he's been a nice little fourth liner for him. But, uh, you know, you can't be doing what he did in the third period tonight. Why did you get Talbot and play Elliott tonight? I think Talbot's still having visa issues. Talbot hasn't joined the team, I don't believe. Uh, so I don't. I think it's just um, it's that or Mike McKenna. So you play Brian Elliott. Hey, hey, Mac, perfectly defended against Lawton on that shorthanded rush. So there's that. Oh my God! And I just, you know, a Mac at least stood up to uh, Kucherov a little and made a decent play against him on a rush at some point in the third period. And I can't believe I'm saying that at all. Uh, Kucherov kind of just hit him with the puck, but it happened. It, they were one on one, and Andrew McDonald got a clear, so I, he did it. Uh, but yeah, on that shorthanded rush, like I'm just yelling at my television, find some open space, find some open space. And he skates right into him. He skates right into Lawton. Like, what? You could have gone backwards. You would have been better just leaving the ice and letting Lawton fall down on the puck and try to eat it to kill time. Like, actually pick it up and try it. I was baffled by what Andrew McDonald did on that. That's, 
find some open space literally anywhere. You know, that's, that's maybe that's the problem because he gives opponents so much open space. Maybe he thinks you don't want open space. Maybe we just got to the whole root of the problem. He actually thinks open space is good for defense. I don't know. If they'd skated a full game and were still down by one, then I'd be mad about the refs. Yeah, that's the, you know, you can point to different things with the officiating, but at the end of the day, you got shelled in the first 10 minutes of the first period. You got absolutely crushed. Um, Your goalie didn't help you out. You didn't help out your goalie. And your best players weren't your best players tonight. So that's what happens. Apparently Talbot is having visa visa issues from what I've seen. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. A little bit of positivity because I think we need it. Limblom, Coots, and Jake uh, featuring TK looked really good and I think should be good for the future. Limblom, Couturier, Jake is a good line. Um, I'm just kind of interested in... uh, I need Couturier and Giroux together. I need Couturier and Giroux together. That's just something, uh, and I think Patrick, with taking a step this offseason, will be able to work in a uh, final, get that Limblom, um, you know, get that Limblom, Patrick, uh, Voracek line going again. And then you need, uh, with what you could potentially have if you add a winger for that first line, like I want Mark Stone, uh, you could potentially go, Good 3C, like, you know, how I want to steal Braden Point, but I have other ideas I don't feel like getting into now. But just good 3C uh, with JVR and Konechny, something like that. Uh, then you then you have a, a, a superb top nine um, with the potential to add even more to it. Say if Morgan Frost gets to the NHL before I think he's going to, uh, stuff like that. So, I, again, I see ways for this team moving forward to be what I want them to be. Of course, it's dependent on young guys continuing to, to progress and stuff and filling some holes with really good replacements, really good dynamic guys that shift your depth chart and, um, you know, just create, uh, just create competition throughout the roster. But, yeah, the best word I can use to describe the goodest penalty is knighting. That was ridiculous. Bill, I saw some people were upset that Hart started tonight, but he's currently their best player and he needs to face tougher competition in order to get better. Yeah, I, all I wanted was for Hart to start tonight. That was my number one. That's the thing I cared about most coming into this game is I wanted Carter Hart to face this team. Whether he got lit up or played a tremendous game, either way, I just wanted him to play against them and see it. And I want this to sit in the back of his mind and I want him to worry about I need to be good enough to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's what I want him working towards because that's what we need out of him. And he seems like the kind of young man who will uh, use this as motivation going forward. A super, I guess, sad moment when you realize this could be Wayne's last game in Philly. I expect him to still be here for the outdoor game, but, yeah, it's – um, yeah. Wayne has had a hell of a tenure here. He's definitely endeared himself to the fans. I freaking love Wayne Simmons – Going to be a bummer to see him go, but his uh, the prime of his career and the direction of this team did not did just not match up. Uh, he 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 played his ass off for us in some of the uh, some of these down years and this uh, period of mediocrity for the Flyers that you know we're really experiencing for the first time as a fan base and as an organization as a whole um, for an extended period of time. You know, 
They haven't won a playoff series since 2012. Wayne Simmons is one of the leaders of this team. I love Wayne. You also have to look at this core and go, what have any of you done to prove that, you know, this thing deserves to be kept together? Um, He's going to look for a payday, as he should. It just didn't match up. So we got to move on. I wish you well, Wayne Simmons. I'll be rooting for your team in the postseason. Bill Fletcher must sell JVR. Must. He isn't a top six LW on this team. Well, no, you didn't. You brought him in to play on the power play and score goals and add depth. Uh, I never thought he was a first-line player. I always expected him to do what he did in Toronto, play 14 minutes and score goals. Goal scorers are streaky. He's on a bad streak right now. You can't sell JVR. That's not happening. It's not happening. Just get over it. JVR is going to do what JVR does, score 25 goals and do his thing. That's it. That's his value. That's what you brought him in to do. They need to upgrade scoring wingers elsewhere. Like, I need – you have to, to me, go out and get one of Panarin or Stone. Uh, that is a must for me. Uh, I really want Stone just because the idea of a giroux Couturier stone line, that's that's what first lines are made of, baby. Um, but, yeah, I I just never expected him to be, like, some star. He, he played 14 minutes a game last year. That's who he is. He gives you value on the power play and you kind of shelter him in other situations. The line he's on right now is just its just not working, but they don't really have any alternatives until they add some center depth. What percentage would you put on this team making the playoffs here on February 19? Low, man, low. I just, you know, if they had started this run uh, a month earlier like they did last year, they'd have a good chance. They'd probably be close to playoff position by now. I just I just don't think there are enough games left, and there are just teams that are better than them. I think they're better than they – I think they're much better than they played for the first half of this season. Uh, but the fact is you threw away the first half of the season – and trying to get it together in the last 35 or however many games, you just didn't leave yourself enough time. Andrew McDonald literally has zero hockey sense. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like, he's out there for, I guess, his intangibles, but one of his intangibles isn't knowing what to do. Like, that's a lot of guys I always – a lot of guys like him that are talked about the way he's talked about. Maybe aren't – they know what to do even if they aren't capable of doing it. He doesn't seem capable – like, he doesn't seem to know what to do. He skated right into a guy on his own team tonight on a shorthanded rush. I think it's time for Ghost to regroup in the press box for a game or two. Breaking sticks on the crossbar after every crappy game isn't working for him. I want to see guys play it through. I don't see how not playing makes anyone better. Uh, It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if he sat out, but I – what? why not just play through it? If this is just a lost year, just try to find some positives somewhere. I'm not – Ghost is having a down year. It happens. Guys have bad years. Um, I I don't see how him not playing helps him. Also, hey, Bill, besides the game, how's it going? It's going real well, especially with a refrigerator full of the – it's a confrontation beer, Sly Fox, a Philadelphia area, area brewer, and Rivertown, a Pittsburgh area brewer, Combined to make Glove Dropper IPA, it's a blood orange IPA, it's a tribute to the bloodiest rivalry in hockey, uh, the best interstate rivalry in hockey. Drink some of that Glove Dropper IPA watching that outdoor game this Saturday on the 23rd. It is 
really good. You can find it pretty much everywhere locally at this point. Uh, I went from like having to look for it to, oh, look, it's here. Uh, so yeah, try that out. Sly Fox, way to go, Sly Fox. Way to represent. I mean, just the can itself. The can itself depicts what amounts to a Flyers player, a player in Flyers colors, and a player in Penguins colors facing off the fight. If that's not the kind of beer for you, I don't know what is. TK did have some jump in his game. TK has his up and down games. I thought this was one of his better games. He was in a bit. He was in a bit of pest mode tonight. Engaged, pesty, uh, engaged. Pesky TK is the best TK. Uh, he just has to find consistency. You need to see it every night. That's what. That's the number one thing young players struggle with is finding consistency. Uh, I think he'll he'll eventually get there and be that type of guy uh, for this team. I'm not like worried about TK. I think he had a good game tonight. He's had a few good games in a row now. Um, just stuff to grow on. This this stretch run is fun, and I'm going to pay attention to it, and I'm rooting for them because they've already thrown away their opportunity really at a at a high draft pick now it's just rooting for karma uh for not tanking like in uh like in 2017 when they should have had the 13th pick and ended up with the second pick maybe they get rewarded for that again you know maybe the universe goes way to go flyers you didn't shit the bed on purpose um have a better draft pick so uh, i'm just i want to see i want to see the guys I want to see the young kids continue to play better. And I've seen a lot of it out of the Pat, like Patrick and Sanheim for the most part. He has his ups and downs as all young defensemen will, but just getting the reps is really important for a guy like Sanheim. I want to see Oscar Lindblom continue to blossom into maybe more than I thought he was. Uh, Travis Konechny, like I said, just work on finding that consistency night in and night out. Uh, get that confidence going that you really are this type of guy that you showed in the second half of last season when he was scoring at five on five on pace with Taylor Hall and Nathan McKinnon, you know, guys who uh, were Hart Trophy candidates last year, including the winner. Uh, so that's just what I'm looking for now. Yes, it would be super nice to just be last and hope you're thinking, oh, Jack Hughes, Capo Caco, whatever. But, um, uh, if it's if this thing gets driven by the young players who are already here, I can't complain. I just want to see them play well, and if that means the Flyers win more than they lose, so be it. Besides the only goal he allowed, did Elliott actually do decent, or was I hearing things? I think he was fine, especially for his first game back. Uh, that one goal from, Jesus, Yanni Gord from below the circle uh, squeezed one by him. I guess that shit just happens when you're positionally rusty and it's not like Yanni Gord is a super skilled guy. Uh, so, you know, um, I, I think he was fine. Uh, if you're looking for, I don't think you're going to get anything of substance for him, but if you're looking to move a Brian Elliott to a team that maybe is looking to add some goaltending depth, at least you might be able to, if uh, the thing with Talbot gets straightened out and you're willing to go Hart Talbot for the rest of the year, which I think they are. It's uh, it's an opportunity for him. He looks like Brian Elliott, just a nice, nice solid goalie. Just nothing, sp- nothing special. Just a guy you can throw in there, and you kind of know what you're gonna get out of him. Do you really think Wayne is gone? Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Where did I get the beanie? I got this at Lids actually. I, I, I went to an actual mall. If you can't, there we go. I'm so bad with 
mirroring. Uh, <laughs> I went to an actual mall. I went into the Deptford Mall at Lids. They were running like 50% off or 40% off knit hats. I was like, oh, yeah, way to go, promotions uh, folder of Gmail. Uh, and I picked this up. If I only have one JVR type on the team, it's all good, but Simmer is one of those players, and Simmons is gone. That Simmons is not coming back. Whether they trade him or wait till the end of the year and just let him walk, whatever, Simmons is gone. And like I said, when they signed him, I thought the JVR signing was basically replacing Simmons' production a year ahead of time. If they had fired Hack a week earlier, are they in better shape for the playoffs? I mean, perhaps... This team is just, this is what they do. They go on runs. Sometimes it's too late. Sometimes it's not. I, I I can't blame it all on Hack. I would love to blame it all on Hackstall. Trust me. I would love to go, it was you, Dave. Uh, but it, some of it was. Some of it is just that he, even if he's not the worst coach ever, it just it wasn't working here. Uh, maybe if they do move on from him when they move on from uh, Hackstall, they're in better position. But I I can't blame it all on that. Can only lose five more games if they want to get in. Uh, yeah, I guess it's um, – I just don't think they're getting in. It's going to be fun to watch down the stretch to see if maybe they can make it interesting, but I just I, – I don't think they're getting in. First time Hart looked like he had the jitters. Uh, Speed of the Tampa players at a deaf had him scrambling. He'll learn from it and be better. Yeah, I think it was a number of things. I don't know if it was the jitters. I just think he wasn't on top of his game tonight, which happens sometimes. And a team like Tampa who scores at will. I think I saw on Twitter this is their 25th time in 61 games. They've scored five or more. Like That's a tremendous number. JVR needs a center. Yeah, that's the thing is – uh, like I like I keep saying, I want to steal Braden Point if um, with a, with an offer sheet. If they somehow figure out a way to keep Braden Point by moving other salary, I'm not against the idea of bringing in like a Tyler Johnson to be a three C, and then a like a, a JVR Tyler Johnson uh, TK line. I think would be a tremendous. Uh, middle six line, whether you want to call it the second line or the third line, whatever, uh, with uh, potential Patrick centering Limblom and Voracek. So I, I think there's a number of ways they could go. I don't want to get into all the different guys they could bring in. That's just a theory I had when I was working, playing out the Braden uh, point scenario in my head and how things could go for Tampa with their cap crunch after this season. Uh, and that was just something that happened. And I, But I just think, yeah, JVR needs a, a a guy like that, a, a, a center. Who, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be a superstar center. Like you don't have to go and get a one C to make JVR effective. You just need a guy who's good on both sides of the puck and can set, can set him up. And that's a, uh, you know, you, it need, that needs to be an, um, an off season priority, finding a guy that you can pair with JVR so that you get full value out of JVR. Um, it doesn't matter who it is. It just needs to be a priority. If they really think Morgan Frost can be that guy as a rookie, more power to him. Would love to see it. I would like some insurance against that. Uh, and But then it just gets into what kind of contract you're looking to take on, all that. We'll get into it plenty this offseason, I am sure. But to the original point, that's what JVR needs to get full value out of. 
Canes, Buffalo, and Blue Jackets lost. Not a terrible night. So you didn't lose ground on everyone there. I don't understand why Mac is getting time over younger players that deserve a chance. He just is. It's just that that's how coaches work. It's just that's what coaches do. Multiple teams thought Brandon Manning like solved an issue for them this season. In the year of our Lord, 2018-19, two teams thought that Brandon Manning would fill a need for them. This is – hockey's fucked up, man. Like that – it's like when you look at the way uh, Tampa's roster is constructed, it's like, oh, my God, Stevie Y was a genius. It's like, is he a genius or is he just not stupid? Like, watch it. Uh, this is way off topic, but screw it. We're half an hour in, and that game was what it was. Uh, I watched the Bundy tapes this weekend, and all these people calling him an evil genius. It's like, uh, was he a genius, or is he just not a moron? Like, you know, you can be – you don't have to be brilliant to wear gloves and jump out of a window. Like, for Stevie Y, I get that it's super progressive to go – Let's have just a bunch of really good players instead of filling roles with guys who can't keep up in this league anymore. Uh, let's have a bunch – let's have 12 forwards who can skate and handle the puck, you know, uh, and Ryan Callahan, of course, who, you know, they kind of told is, is the 13th forward now. It's just with injuries and stuff he's in. But like, the idea of playing Donique Martel on a fourth line, like I want – like I wanted to do uh, – this season, that's what I wanted to see, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's just like, is it genius that Stevie Y thought, what if we had 12 good forwards, or is it just he's not an idiot like most people running organizations in this league? And I'm not like, I think dumb things too. I want Tyrell Goldborn up sometimes. You know, I think Sam Moran beating people up would be just a lot of fun. I, I'm not exempt from the most people are stupid rule. So the weather looks awful for the weekend. Any idea how they will deal with rain uh, and well above freezing temps for the outdoor game? Cross their fingers and hope to get lucky. Ah. <laughs> it's the NHL, man. They they don't. It's like uh, it's like the beginning of Ready Player One. Just stop fixing problems and just hope to outlive them. Regardless of where Simmons is traded to, would you rather get a D-man or forward? Uh, BPA, I would. I want best player available. I think they need dynamic players at uh, both uh, at, at all, center, wing, and forward. Uh, I don't know how great of a prospect you're going to get for Simmons. Uh, if it's, you know, one of these high, like a, a Tolvanen or something, absolutely awesome, but... I don't see that happening. I don't know what the return on Simmons is going to be. I have no idea what to expect. I really don't. If I'm Chuck Fletcher, I'm throwing everything at Panarin on July 1st. Yeah, I think they need to upgrade the defense, but the only UFAD man I'm willing to spend the money on is uh, is Eric Carlson, and I still think he's staying in San Jose, so I don't know what you do there. Uh Stone, between Panarin and Stone, I mean, trust me, if we get Artemi Panarin, I am going to be a happy guy. Uh, my preference is Stone. That's It's just a matter of preference. That's it. Um, I would really, really enjoy either. But, yeah, I think they do need to add at least 
one dynamic talent this offseason, whether it be through free agency or a trade. Oh, there's something. When you hear Simmons' name pop up in trade talks, what are the top three teams that immediately come to mind? I would say Tampa. I would say Nashville. And I would say Boston. Um, I don't know if Toronto wants to go that route. Uh, A lot of people have linked it just because a lot of people think Toronto needs a player like Wayne Simmons, but I don't know if that's how their GM thinks. So I think the most likely destinations are um, are Boston, Nashville, and uh, and Tampa. I'm surprised Elliot didn't get hurt. I think Provorov and him collided, and it was like right after he came in, and I was just like, oh, Hearts Night's not over. Redemption time. But Elliot popped up and was fine, which is cool. Uh, I was just surprised he didn't get hurt right there. Elliot also didn't have a stick on that goal. Yeah, maybe he could have played it aside with the paddle or something. Uh, he did lose his stick on the play. I'm not, I'm not holding one goal against that team against Brian or one goal allowed against uh, the freaking Lightning against Brian Elliott. I think Brian Elliott was exactly what Brian Elliott is—a nice, solid goalie. Um, if you're looking for some depth, some sort of insurance policy, if you're a playoff team. Why not take a shot on Brian Elliott? You can probably get him real cheap. You know, that's how I'm looking at Brian Elliott right now. If I'm the rest of the league, and since he doesn't really have any future whatsoever with the Flyers, you've already traded for Cam Talbot. Carter Hart is clearly the future uh, between the pipes. So if you can get literally, literally anything for Brian Elliott, why wouldn't you? It's like finding money in the street. This Here's we just got something for something that has no value to us. Hi, Bill. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Hearing Talbot is joining the team in Montreal. He just can't get out of Canada. I guess he's just trapped in Canada. Uh, thanks, Obama. If you have to point the finger on one thing to blame for the season, I mean, it's been a number of things. Uh, to start the year, the defense was super disorganized. The penalty kill was really bad, and the goaltending was giving you nothing. Um then you were just you just couldn't buy a goal and then you, know, you have the upheaval in the front office and there's just a black cloud over the team and uh, it's a number of things uh, if i had to point to one thing because we knew the goaltending was going to be a coin flip and we knew the pk was going to probably be bad because it's been bad and uh, in the second half they've they've definitely you know improved they've made they've made a lot of improvements uh, in the second half of the season, but the first half is where they threw the season away. So we knew the PK was going to be bad coming into the season because it was bad and they did nothing to fix it. We knew the goalies were going to be a coin flip because it was Elliott and Neuvert, and what what were they going to be? And Pickard, um, and, you know, the number four in Toronto, Cal Pickard. Um, so uh, the power play, I would say really um, to start the year, they needed so much more out of the power play. Who else thinks Gudis gets a 20-game suspension? I would be surprised by a real lengthy suspension, um, but it's Gudis, so he has lost the benefit of the doubt. And this one was blatant. Like, no, it's not super violent, um, but it's still hitting a guy over the top of the head with the stick. So if he gets suspended, he gets suspended. That means Myers draws in. Manning's on waivers. Yes, exactly. He's on waivers now. 
two teams thought he filled a role for them and was like a necessary part of their team to start this season. And he is on waivers. What's wrong with the great Giroux is JVR center. It's not a good mix. And Giroux's not a center anymore. Giroux is a really good winger. And he's an amazing pairing with Sean Couturier. Giroux's just not a center anymore. And he's definitely not a center on a line with JVR and Konechny, two guys who don't do a ton on their side of the red line. Like he, he's, It's just not what Giroux does anymore. <laughs> oh, my God, Bill, the Bundy tapes. Yes. Oh, I just – I hate the overuse of genius. Like whether it's, I hate, I'm like, I'm not putting these two in the same category, but like, oh yeah, Ted Bundy's a genius. He uh, figured a way to jump out of a window. Like motherfucker, I jumped out of windows all the time when I was a kid because I liked jackass and wanted to jump off of my roof. Like I'm not a genius. Just what you, how you sneak out of the house. Uh, Like, like Sean McVay is a genius. Jared Goff threw some touchdowns. Like, oh, yeah, E equals MC squared, the cure for, the cure for polio, and Jared Goff having an above-average season. These things are all – I just hate the overuse of genius so much. It drives me insane. Frank Saravalli said McDonald definitely being bought out this summer. Yeah, with the new regime and their, their desire to, one, get this team moving in a new direction, and two um, – placate the fans a little and that it's, it's uh, most of the time it's bad to placate your fans you don't just do things to make the fans happy uh unless they make sense like going out and signing Bryce Harper or something makes Philly's fans happy but it also makes your team better um yes McDonald is a scapegoat sometimes the criticism is over the top but for the most part he's just not very good uh, as an NHL defenseman, he's making way too much. We have guys to take his spot. We could use an upgrade at the position, let alone just addition by subtraction, losing him. But you need to bring in someone else, maybe. Um, it just makes zero sense to keep him. There is no reason to keep an Andrew McDonald, uh, unless he wants to be the head coach, because I'm told his value is entirely uh, I'm told his value is entirely intangible. So if he is that important to the locker room, make him the head coach. Bill, how would you remake the blue line this offseason? Honestly, if they do the things I want them to do at forward, um, bring in one of the top line wingers um, and upgrade the center position, you know, uh, get get a good middle six center to pair with Couturier and uh, Couturier and Patrick. Uh, get someone who can play that two or three C role and do it effectively, not just a space filler, but like a guy who could be like a two C that you're playing at three C because Nolan Patrick took a big step forward. That's the hope, you know, Um, if they do that and they bring in a Panarin or a stone um, and Hart and Talbot is your goalie tandem. I have very little issue. I mean, I would love to upgrade the defense and you all know, I just have I, I I have a I have a huge boner for Eric Carlson. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, like, if they can go get Eric Carlson, go get fucking Eric Carlson, obviously. But um, I wouldn't have the biggest problem with going um, Provorov, Sanheim, Ghost, Gudis, uh, and Moran or Hag with Myers to start the year. Um, you know, if another defenseman shakes loose via trade, 
uh, obviously, you, you, you always look to upgrade your team uh, wherever you can fit it cap-wise and you figure out some – get some cost certainty this summer with uh, a potential, you know, uh, pro overall of extension and things like that. Uh, I wouldn't have the biggest problem in the world kind of going with what they have if they make the big upgrades at forward. Because I expect Provorov to be back to what he's supposed to be. I expect Sanheim to uh, take a step forward. I expect Ghost to be back to what he's supposed to be. And then, of course, Moran Hag is whatever. Figure it out. Uh, Myers has the upside. Let's see if he's really the guy we want him to be. And that's your third pair. Um, you know, if you can upgrade the defense, do it. I just don't like any of the uh, any of the UFA options really, except for Carlson. And again, it's Eric Carlson. I think he's staying in San Jose, and it's going to cost you eleven million bucks easy to sign him. So I, you know, I don't think it's realistic if they do it. Jesus, I, I get an Eric Carlson. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I would be very happy. Um, but I wouldn't have the biggest problem in the world if they went with what they have on D as long as they made the necessary upgrades at forward. I'm hearing Stone may resign with Ottawa long-term. Well, then he's a loser. Uh, that's all there is to it. If he resigns in Ottawa, I never wanted him. I will retroactively have never wanted him because he doesn't care about playing for the worst organization in professional sports. What do you expect for next season? Playoffs? Yeah, no, the expectation for next season is – pushing this year's expectations back a year. I expect them to be in contention for the division and win a playoff round. That's what I expect from the Flyers next year. That's what we should all expect. Um, and like I always say, if you can win one round, that means you can win two. And if you can win two, that puts you in an Eastern Conference final, which means you're in the final four. Uh, and anything can happen from there. Obviously, that's like several logic jumps. Uh, but I'm just saying – the expectation for this year for me was contending for the division, being in the top three, and being a factor in the Metropolitan race. They were not. And my expectation was they win a playoff round, which they haven't done since 2012. Obviously, they threw away the first half of this season, so you kind of got to erase that and go with, you know, expectations change. Um, now, seeing the money they're going to have to play with this offseason, seeing how a lot of guys have come along in this second half, um, I, I just am pushing my expectations forward a year. Hey, Bill, just getting in. Do you think Hart is still better than Elliot? Yeah, he is, in fact, better than Brian Elliott. Would you do Simmons and Ghost for Kappen and Gardner? May doesn't excite me. Eh, maybe. I, eh. The Flyers aren't claiming Manning. Don't worry about it. Do you think Konechny should move back to center? I don't. Uh, I want him to master wing. I think that's where his uh, – one, he's just not good enough defensively to play center. He's not. He's barely good enough defensively to play wing. Uh, I don't want to give him that extra responsibility. I guess you can say he'd be able to make more plays with the puck on his stick more, getting down low, getting involved. Um, but to me, that's just not what he is at this level. Um, he could grow into it. He can absolutely grow into it. That happens with young guys. What you are at 22 isn't what you are at 27. I'm not saying he'll never be a center. I'm just saying right now I like him um, 
as a scoring right winger paired with guys who are more responsible than him. By the way, Bill, you need a Broad Street sign for the set. I'm sure someone from Flyer will grab you one. Funny story about that, Tom. For years, I had a Broad Street sign. I loved it. It was one of my favorite possessions. Um, And I went away to a hockey camp one summer as a child. And my parents, like, redid my whole bedroom, got it painted, all that shit. Uh, Like, got got, like, an adult bed and, you know, all that stuff. And they threw away my Broad Street sign. I have never forgiven them for it. Bill, what the fuck was Gouda's doing? Uh, just being an idiot. Just being bad co, you know. Bad co to the bone. So if Gudis is suspended, will Myers get the start with the pairing of Haig? That would be my expectation. Um, that's what I would... Yeah, that's probably what I would see happening while Haig is still technically a young guy... Um, it's not the same as Hack, where Hack thought, oh, yeah, he plays like a veteran. It's cool. Um, but I think they do still see Haig as that more steady guy, steady guy, air quotes for the people, for the people listening on the podcast later. Um, I, I think that's the kind of partner they'd want for him. The criticism from McDonald is not over the top. He continues to make bonehead plays and never learns. I'm saying sometimes it can be. Overall, McDonald is not good enough. He's not, let alone for his pay, but he's just not good enough in this league right now. He can't do any of the things that a modern defenseman needs to have done. I'm just saying from a criticism standpoint, when 10 guys have a bad game and we focus on McDonald, I think it's over the top because we know McDonald's bad already. That's what I'm like. Oh yeah. Bad player was bad. Like I'm more concerned that Giroux since this move back to center has been invisible. Like, cause I know Giroux's a good player. You know, I, I, I already know McDonald's bad. So pointing out every little thing he does that's bad is pointless to me. It's expected. You know, when we talk about expected value, like McDonald sucks. Giroux is good. I need Giroux to be good. And that's what I mean. Could they afford offer sheeting point and signing Carlson? I mean, it would be tight. Uh, I doubt it. I mean, yeah, you could. You'd just have to move. You'd just have to do something like trade Jake Voracek to to open up enough money to make sure you have enough for what you're going to be paying a Provorov or a Patrick or a Hart down the line. That's You always have to be accounting ahead. Tampa Bay did a pretty decent job of accounting ahead um, they just continued to find awesome players. That's their the, the the reason Tampa Bay is in a cap crunch. While I want to take advantage of it, it shouldn't be lost on anybody that they're in a cap crunch because they are a stacked team, as is evidenced by the fact that they're having the best season since the ninety five ninety six Red Wings. Um, as much as we say that, because it's going to be points total. Also want to point out those 2013 Blackhawks who had an incredible season, basically the exact same pace as those 95-96 Red Wings. But as you remember, 2013 was a lockout year, so they only played 48 games. So you got to look at points percentage, not points total. And I get half a year, like, you had no idea if they were going to sustain that. They did, you know, win the Cup, so you could logically say they were that good. Um but I always just want to throw that in there because when we're talking about all-time great teams, I think they deserve mentioning, even though it was only a fraction of a season. 
Flyers successfully poaching Braden Point would probably be the perfect offseason moves for me. Move for me, fingers crossed. Oh my, uh, it's I it would I would be elated. It is what I want to do. It is my because I don't think it's realistic that they're going to get Eric Carlson. Um I I just think he's staying in San Jose. Going and getting um going and getting Braden Point and putting that putting Tampa's back up against the wall with what they're going to have to do financially. Um, Eastern conference rival at some point you're hoping. Uh, I, I, I just, it's, if not, if there's not an offer sheet to Braden point this summer by any team, I want the flyers to do it because I want Braden point. Uh, but if, if no team offer sheets, Braden point, I think the players should strike. I think in September they should just let, um, they should, you know, because they have a year ahead of time to say they're going to opt out. Uh, and in September, they just need to go to the owners and be like, guess what? GMs aren't doing everything at their disposal uh, to compete. And that's purposeful. Uh, you know, it's basically purposeful. Like, what am I? Wage denial, basically. It's, it's, uh, it, it's hard to prove collusion, but if every team in the league looks at Tampa and looks at Braden point and doesn't go, Hey, we should try to get a really good player because really good players help you win games. And the whole idea of this is to win games. Well, what's really going on. Maybe if we're lucky, Elliot earned us a seventh round pick tonight, literally anything because it's found money. Um, Brian Elliott factors in zero for this team. So getting anything back for him is found money. I'm kind of over I'm kind of over Hague. I hope Moran replaces him. I would very much like if if Sam Moran etched out a spot for himself as a uh, you know a third pairing left defenseman. That's totally cool with me if he takes Hague's spot there. Um, you know, I I don't know what Hague's ceiling is, but I don't think he's far from it right now. I don't think he's anything special. I don't think Moran probably is anything special, but I would like to see. I, I think I've seen enough of Hague to know what he's going to end up being by the time he's 25. I haven't seen nearly enough of Moran. My God, Bill, that Broad Street sign story is tragic. It, uh, I never got over it. If the Flyers get a third for Brian Elliott, I will bungee jump off the Walt Whitman Bridge. Yeah, I don't see that happening. But I guess um, if you can get a third for Zach Ronaldo, anything's possible. <laughs> Hey, Bill, are you going back on with Big Daddy Graham soon? I was on this morning. Um, I will be on from now on my new night now that I'm working Friday mornings and I can't do the Thursday into Friday overnight. Um, my new night is going to be Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning. So, like, it would technically be tonight, but this week got screwed up. But moving forward, I will be on the Big Daddy Graham show Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, whatever you want to call it, 2 to 5.30. That's when I'll be on now. Except for tonight, starting next week. Can Myers please play now? I think he gets his way in one way or another. No one is going to trade for Elliott. He is a pending UFA. Yes, nobody ever acquires cheap rentals. I'm not saying he's going to be traded. I, it's, it's, as, it's a 50-50 shot at this point. If you need goaltending depth... Why wouldn't you? He's a cheap option. It's going to cost you a sixth-round pick. Bill, they need to get Patty back to second-line C and G back with Coots. I know that Jake uh, 
Limblom Coots has been good, but we need the captain producing to make the playoffs, don't you think? Yeah, I, I, I get why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, there is a line between promoting Patrick because he has looked better and keeping him doing what he's doing because this is where he's gaining confidence. Uh, I just think whether, this year to me is kind of whatever. Um, they're going to do whatever. I, I'm not all that concerned about what they're doing for the rest of this season. That's, uh, but moving forward, uh, I, yeah, I want Giroux, Couturier, right winger, whether it's Konechny or they bring in somebody and that bumps Konechny down and we get to have like good depth actually. But um, yeah, I, I want Patrick up in that role. I don't, I just don't care about this year that much. Um, I don't like Giroux at center. And I don't like it, but I get why they're doing it right now. At this point in his career, Giroux shouldn't be saddled with two inferior defensive wings. It's a shame Blom and JVR can't be swapped. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess they technically could be, uh, but you move Giroux over to the left wing with Sean Couturier because you wanted someone else to do the heavy lifting. It was like, okay, you know, Giroux has basically been doing everything for this team for his entire prime. Now, let's give him somebody to help out with that, to do a majority of the defensive and neutral zone work so he can do all the stuff he's really good at, which is creating scoring chances in the offensive zone. Um, moving him back to center and giving him two guys who don't help really at all with the their side of the red line stuff uh, is just totally opposite of the whole point of moving Giroud to wing. But again, I get why they're doing it. It's just because they had no centers. When they moved him back to center, they did it because it was Couturier and nobody else. Patrick has since turned it around, but like I just said, I get the idea of keeping him in the role he's in and just letting him gain confidence doing that, you know? But next year, no, that's not what I want. I want Giroud back at wing next season when it actually matters. Now I just don't think it matters. Pointer Marner, uh, what's your ideal offer sheet contract? I just think I think Toronto is in position to make it all work. It's going to be tight, but I think they're in position to get everyone, to get their core pieces um, in under the cap. Um, Tampa, while you could say Braden Point is a core piece there, already has a bunch of other core pieces locked up. So my my focus would be on a Braden Point, and then it's um, you know, it's a it's a big number. It's a big number to get him and to ensure that Tampa can't afford him, you know, and to entice him to leave because Tampa seems to have the ability to get guys to um, to take the discount get them to buy into the idea that we've built something special here and don't you want to be a part of it? Buy into the idea that for 50% of the season, you don't have to pay a state income tax because we play in Florida. Uh, they've just been able to convince teams to do that. So it's going to convince really good players to do that, like Stamkos and Kucherov. Um, so if you're going to offer Sheet Braden Point and you're going to entice them enough to sign it, it's going to be a big number, and it's probably going to be more than Giroux. I'll scroll down, figure this out here. Uh, Bill, curious if you've seen the Scott Steiner math lesson promo he cut against Samoa Joe. Who hasn't? All who hasn't. 
All right, guys, I think that's it. Uh, let's call it a night. They're up. Look at that. We're up over an hour. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever podcasts are found. You will find us. A very special thank you to Sly Fox Brewing Company. I love Glove Dropper IPA, and I bet you will too. Uh, that's it. Have a great week, everybody.